I'm so glad to know that we walk with a God who has never left us by ourselves. Come on, somebody. If you knew, if you only knew, you're fixing to know in just a moment. God's after somebody today. I don't know what you walked in here with today, but I'm telling you, God's got your number this morning. God has got your number this morning. I'm fixing to try to preach you all the way there. We hadn't quite been able to sing you there, but maybe I can preach you there today. Psalm 145. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Isn't it great to have Brother McKithen back today? What an excellent job leading us in worship. Hallelujah. I love how God works with me when it's my time to preach. He just simply talks, and I sit down and start recording what he says. Everything that has been sung today, everything has been orchestrated to what the Lord has placed in my spirit today. So listen, listen to the word of God today. Psalm 145, verse 13. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endureth throughout all generations. Verse 14. The Lord upholdeth all that fall and raiseth up all those that be bowed down. We've sung about his goodness. We've sung about speaking his name. We've seen evidence of his goodness and glory toward us through creation. We've sung about I can't walk without him holding my hand. And the scripture the Lord sent to you today said, The Lord upholdeth all that fall and raiseth up all those that be bowed down. My subject this morning preaching to you is this. Your get up is by His design. Your get up is by His design. Would you put your Bible down, clap your hands unto the Lord, and give Him praise for His Word today. Lord Jesus, have your way in the remainder of this service. God, speak to someone in this house before we leave, Lord, let your presence be known, and we shall give you all the glory and all of the praise, and we ask it today in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. If you're a guest with us today, thank you for being in the house of the Lord. We're honored that you've come to worship with us. Pastor will be back on next Sunday. He is on a mission, had some success. Thank you, Jesus. We're praying for the rest of those that are in the crowd to have success. Amen. You all know what that's about. Pray for them. Pray for Pastor as he's away getting a much-needed break and rest. Amen. Hallelujah. If you are a student of your Bible, you have no doubt noticed that many of the chapters as they have been divided into of the Psalms of David have been given titles. They are small superscriptions 
uh, tucked beneath the chapter numbers and written above the corresponding verses. These hidden gems, which are often overlooked, are descriptors. They are, if you will, qualifiers or indicators of the purpose and the intent of the writing. These superscripts give great context to the songs that you will see. They give us background and purpose and often bring new meaning and life to what was actually being communicated based on what was being experienced in that particular moment. For instance, Psalm 142 was written while King David was in a cave. And as he was sitting in the darkness of the cave, he wrote, I cried unto the Lord when my spirit was overwhelmed. He knew my path. No man was with me, but thou, O Lord, art a refuge. You are my portion, and you shall deal bountifully with me. Because that seems a little bit differently when you are in trouble. Come on, somebody. Anybody ever had any trouble here today? But out of your trouble somewhere and somehow, thank God, there was a song that came. God birthed a song or God sent a song or somehow you got something that could give you strength. And on your way as you began to sing, you began to gain strength. I could preach a little while this morning on Paul and Silas and how when everybody else was troubled and they were in the deepest, darkest prison at the deepest, darkest hour of the night, somehow they had a song. See, they got a song, but the other prisoners heard a song. But because somebody was willing to sing the song, they shut the entire prison down. See, I need to remind you this morning, some of you haven't got free yet because you haven't learned the song. And God is saying, as soon as you learn the song, I'm going to be able to step into your situation and get you out. Why? Because the song will get you out, but then it'll come back and remind you when the enemy tries to come back and recapture you. Why? It's context this morning. See, it's the context that produces the content. That's why you will be ministered to differently by certain songs or certain verses or certain sermons in certain seasons. Oh, I wish I had just a little bit of help this morning because the Lord is saying, learn the song because you're going to need it again someday. You're going to need it first to get free, but then you're going to need it as a reminder of what I can do. I didn't come today to stir up contention in the church. That's why we need a variety. Thank God we had it in the church because these songs of old have brought a previous generation 
generation, thank you to my elders, uh, and stepped out today and showed us uh, how to respond uh, when the Lord starts moving. These songs uh, have brought them to a place uh, of stability. The modern songs uh, are leading a different generation to places of trust uh, and confidence. Uh, so they too will have that assurance uh, that he is with us. But while we are leading the new, we can't abandon the strength of the old. Because we may be in different seasons today, but we are all here for the same reason. Somebody clap your hands and tell your neighbor, that's pretty good preaching right there. Amen. We are not here to compete with one another. We are here to complete one another. Hebrews 11 and 40 said it like this. God planned something better for us. That together with us, they would be made perfect. Who is they? It's the previous generation. It's those that have paved the way. It's those that have shown us that are here right now how to get here, how to walk in faith, how to walk in trust, how to know that when he said, I am with you, he meant what he said. We together shall complete one another. Amen. Let me get to my message this morning. Psalm 145 is titled, A Praise of David. Of all the songs or psalms written by King David, with many of them leaning heavy on the subject of praise, this is the only one that bears the title, A Praise, or The Praise. Of David. And what a praise it is. In it we find the spirit to the spirit and attitude of one of the scripture's greatest characters. David was a man that understood God. David was a man that knew great victory. David was a man that made great mistakes. David was a man that was well acquainted with the anointing, yet he retained the unfortunate reality of his own flesh and his own carnality. And this is a psalm of summary. This is David's compilation. This is David's tie it all together and leave you with a neat, tidy passage that teaches you all of the lessons that David learned about God during a lifetime of following so hard and so diligently after him. This psalm is so important that the Orthodox Jews practice was to recite this psalm twice in the morning and once every evening. They felt that the content that was in Psalm 145, that there was enough being said in this one psalm that it could get you through anything that the day would bring. I've come to this church this morning with a simple message, anchored in the power of this wonderful psalm of praise from one of God's greatest 
greatest warriors. You may have walked into this building today. You may have questions. You may have fears. You may have worries about all that is going on around you. No doubt today some of you have come in. You've come in with troubles and issues and sicknesses and doctor's reports and drama and bills and distresses and oppressions and persecutions and you've done everything you can just to make it through the doors this morning. But let me settle it for you today. If you belong to him, you will never fall to all of them. Oh, I thought that might excite you a little better than it just did. You've got to understand today who you've got your trust in. You've got to understand today that he is that anchor. He is that security. He is that force and that God that will never allow you to fall. come today with assurance from the word, a song, a psalm, a praise, and a declaration that his kingdom is everlasting and his dominion reaches to every generation. I feel like reminding somebody this morning, God is still in charge. I don't care what you're seeing. I don't care what you've read. I don't care what the chaos looks like around us. I know it may be dark, but he said where the darkness was, his grace would be there in a greater measure. He is still on the throne. He is still pulling the strings. He is still making the calls. And better yet, he's not left you alone. He's not abandoned you today. And you are never out of his reach. So the enemy may be working overtime and he may be throwing everything he can throw against you right now and you may have even stumbled your way into this place today but hear the psalmist this morning your get up is not a maybe. Your get up is not a hope. Your get up is not a possibility but your get up this morning is by his design. God God knew that the enemy would come. God knew that the trouble would come. God knew that the storms of life would blow in. And he said, I'm going to make them an overcomer. I'm going to make them a winner. I'm going to put something in them when everything around them says they're not going to make it. They're going to fail. can be confident in it today. That before the day even begins and the trouble even shows up, you can remind the devil this morning, the Lord upholdeth all that fall. And the Lord raiseth up all those that are bowed down. The early Jews quoted it and said it twice every morning before they even knew what the day would bring. They got up and reminded themselves, thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and thy dominion endureth forever and if by chance I fall you are going to raise me up
Because when you understand his design, you can walk in an assurance that I am part of an everlasting kingdom. And devil, you may can knock me down, but you will never knock me out. Because the dominion or the power of life or the Lord of my life endureth. That means he walks with me through it all. David said, thy dominion endureth throughout all generations. God's sovereignty perseveres. It continues. It covers. It fights for. It protects not only with. Thank God I can't walk without him holding my hand. But it not only does it with me, but according to this scripture, it does it through me. We have victory in him, and it comes out through his children. It's by design. It's by his providence. It's by his divine foresight. He constructed those that would trust him with eternal design and Destiny that no temporal or no momentary attack will destroy you. Why? Somebody remind yourself of this scripture. Say it with me. I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made. I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made. I've been created by his design today. I've been fashioned by his design today. The Lord, when he was forming me, formed me to be fearful and to hold him in an everlasting wonder because he knew if I can keep him trusting in me, I'm going to take him through. See, I feel the Holy Ghost like an atomic bomb in this place today. And I wish it would fall on you and you could feel what I'm feeling standing up here preaching today. I'm not rejoicing this morning because of my ability. I'm not rejoicing today in my own strength. I'm not rejoicing today because I figured this out. I'm rejoicing today because I've read the book and I'm a winner by design today. Come on, somebody. God didn't make you to fail. God didn't make you to fall. He made you with a mind to keep you. Isaiah 60 and 1, arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon you. Hear me this morning, we were made to shine. We were made to rise above. We were made and we were designed to shine the light and the glory of God through and over the darkness of this present world. Some of y'all might even get a little arrogant when you hear this statement. And you should. There should be some holy 
boldness that gets on you. I say it like that. Arrogance might be the wrong word. You ought to get arrogant about it, though. You wasn't designed to fail. Come on. You ain't ever seen a champion fighter go to the ring worried and biting their fingernails off, worried that they're going to lose. God designed you to show you off to the world that if you'll trust in me, I'll lift you above everywhere else and everyone else. I'll give you a perspective that they can't see. That's why we love the scripture, Micah 7 and 8. Rejoice not against me, oh my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. See, I know, I know, or I can always tell. You can always tell when someone is weak in faith. I can always tell when someone needs a prayer meeting. can always discern, and I don't even have to be spiritual to do it, when someone has forgotten who they are in Christ Jesus. When they have lost sight of the privilege and the things that he has afforded us because it sounds something like this when you talk to them. Oh, my enemy, if you just knew what I've been through this week, I've really been going through it lately. They proceed to dump every problem and situation and trouble and trash and garbage and everything right down on top of your lap. And if you had victory, you better hurry up because you might not leave with it. Remember one time I was evangelizing, they had a testimony service, and those are great and those are dangerous all at the same time. Hallelujah. They're great and they're dangerous all at the same time. They had a testimony service, and this lady said for about a 20-minute testimony how she had been to hell and back that week. And how she had lost her husband and how she had got diagnosed with this and how uh, she didn't have no money and how this and how that and how everything. And she had been to hell and back. And, and uh, it wasn't my turn to say anything, so it's probably good because I didn't. But I was thinking, if you've been there, why did you come back without it? See, we give the devil way more credit than he's worthy of receiving. I read that the gate of hell would not prevail against his church. Not for one minute do I believe the devil drugged somebody in to the sanctity of hell to the point that a Holy Ghost filled, born again, blood bought, Jesus' name, baptized, Holy Ghost filled, saint of God, couldn't walk in there and say, I'm taking back what you've stolen from me. If you're going to go to hell, go there and get what he's taken from you and bring it back and give him praise for it. 
you listen to some, they've had it worse than everybody else. They've had it worse than anybody. You just don't know what I've been under. You just don't know what I've been facing. And you can wait for it. It's going to be a praise session to the devil. And all that he's been able to steal, they're going to glorify him and magnify him. I got to tell you today, we're all hated by the devil. But here's the difference. Some of us have figured out we're more loved by God than the devil could ever hate us. Oh, come on. I said some of us know today. That's why when trouble's still around us, we can throw our hands up and give God praise because we know that we are more loved by the Father than we're hated by the devil. It's because of that great love that's to us that getting up is a part of your makeup today. Getting up is designed into you. And if you can ever settle it, it won't be, oh, my enemy, but it will be, oh, my enemy. You silly, silly thing, you. You thought you had me. You thought you got me. You thought this would be the blow that would keep me down. Oh, I wish some fight like that would get back in the church of the living God. What would this place? look like this morning if we all got it that we were designed to win that the promises of God to you are both yes and amen come on somebody we wouldn't have to beg you to worship we wouldn't get up here and have to cheerlead we wouldn't have to get up here and try to pump and prime all we'd have to do every once in a while is say time out so the singers could take a breath Because if you ever get it that you can't lose as long as you belong to him, praise will be like a second language for you. Worship will be your life and not a session that takes up the front of church. Oh, see, some of us are content with just getting by. I'm just telling you like he said it to me. Be mad at him. I'm just delivering the mail today. Some of us are content with just getting by. and We have been reduced to a people living with a survivor mentality. That if I can just hold on. And let me say this. If that's you today and that's where you are at this moment, please know I'm not criticizing you today. Keep holding on. Keep your grip and hold on tight. But while you're holding on, let me give you a promise from the Word of God. Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Nay, in all these things, We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded, verse 38, that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come, 39, height, depth, any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
Paul said, you are more than just a conqueror. You weren't designed just to be a warrior and merely survive. But if you'll back up a few verses, uh, verse 16, the Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and join heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. I fight today because I understand I'm not just a soldier in the army and that seems good. I fight today because I know I'm an heir to everything that he said I could have. I'm not just on the battlefield winning a battle for somebody else to take the spoil but I'm an heir through Christ Jesus today that every single promise in the book is mine. I think I'll just hold on. I think I'll just get a grip till I'm no. You've been promised uh, so many things. Uh, you've been afforded so many things. Uh, it's time to get it right and understand there's some get up that was built in you from the beginning. God knew the trouble would come, but he also sent the promise so you could survive it. By design, he created me to sit together with him. In heavenly places. Ephesians 2, 6 through 9. By design, he made an eternal promise that I would always triumph. 2 Corinthians 2, 14. By design, he promised me that what was in me was greater than what was in the world. 1 John 4, 4. My get up today is all by his design. Because according to those scriptures, as his child, my purpose is to walk in faith. And therefore, his purpose is to forever be faithful. Oh, I brought a friend with me to help me preach today. Let me get him. Hallelujah. He's back here. He, I didn't know if he was going to make it out, but I got him. Don't get nervous. I'm still with you. Didn't go to the restaurant. Brought a friend with me today. Help me preach a little bit. Here he is for you, worldly folk. Here he is for you, sanctified folk. Got clothes on one of them, not on the other. Amen. by design today that you can get up. It's by design today that you're going to live through that sickness. It's by design today that you're going to make it through this storm. It's by design today that you're going to rise above the attack of the enemy. It's by design today. I, I, I was driving a few days ago. 
And I had the weight of this service on my mind. I was thinking, I was praying, and seeking the Lord for direction. I never take this lightly. I, I, I hope I've said that enough that you know. My wife will tell you, usually when, when it's my turn, I cancel out everything else, and I spend time trying to find the mind of God. I was driving a few days ago, and an old song came up on my playlist. And I like, I, I like, I like a certain kind of music, and you'll know what kind it is when you hear what came up. But it's sung by a man named Donnie McClurkin, who's a modern-day songwriter. And it said, we fall down. We get up, we fall down, and we get up. Cause a saint is just a sinner who fell down. But I couldn't stay there, I got up. Cause we fall down, but we get up. We fall down, but we get up. So we fall down, but we get up. Cause a saint is just a sinner who fell down. But we get up. As I was listening to that song, tears began to come into my eyes. Again, to think about this service today and how many would be here this morning that the enemy has stolen your joy. He's stolen your fight. He's stolen your praise. He stripped you of the privileges of God's promises. And you are struggling and you did everything just to be here today. He's beaten you. He's punched you. He's attacked you. And it has been relentless. One blow after another. One trial stacked on top of the next. And while listening to my friend sing, we fall down, we get up, we fall down, we get up. Cause a saint is just a sinner who fell down. I got to thinking about this guy. I got to thinking about how it seems we're going through life and the enemy comes with every tactic and every weapon and he begins to pound on us and he's trying his best to take us out and he's trying his best to wreck us and he's trying his best to destroy us and it seems like just like when we get the ship riding. Here he comes again and again and again. But we fall down and we get up. We fall down, but we get up. See, because we understand that we were designed not to stay down, but we were designed to get up. And I, I saw this doll, and I promise you, this is what the Lord said. I'm hurt. He said, why does it get back up? Why does it get back up? And I, I, I thought I knew, because I pride myself on having a little bit of new, a little bit of knowledge. But I went to Google, 
And I typed this in. Why do bounce back dolls get back up? Because Google knows everything, right? Pastor used Google the other day. I'm going to use Google today. And this is what Google said. Oh, my Lord. First line, I promise you, first line Google said about why does a bounce back doll get back up? <laughs> it is a matter of design. A bop bag, because that's what this really is called. I called it a bounce back doll, but Google corrected me because they'll do that, and they won't even tell you you was wrong. They'll just correct it, and then you'll realize you was wrong, you'll call it the right thing. It's called a bop bag. It's typically filled with a material that will spring back to its original shape after being punched, pushed, or thrown. <laughs> this is achieved. This is what got me. This is achieved through the use of a combination of air and water. The bag will use the pressure of the punch. Get that? The pressure of the punch or the force against it to compress against the contents, the air that's in there, and that's why that was heavy. There's water in there. Some people put sand in there, but they wasn't preaching to you water-baptized people in the name of Jesus. Because, see, when you went down in water in the name of Jesus, you got an advocate with your father. That when the enemy came and said, you can't make it, you just kept getting back up. He filled you with a spirit. When he formed Adam, he was just a form. He was just a creation until he breathed in him the breath of life. See, inside of us today, those of us that know him and are walking with him, we've got some water in us, and we've got some spirit in us. And when the enemy comes to punch you, it punches against the contents that are within you and those contents according to Google press back against the force Google's used this word they expand back against the force and the bop doll or the pop up doll or the bounce back doll jumps right back up ready for the next round. Water is in you. That's why we baptize you. That's why we put you down in Jesus' name. There's some Holy Ghost spirit and life that's in you. The power of Christ that dwells in you. That'll one day be your ride out of here. But here's the beauty of your design. When the attack lands on you, it may be making physical contact with you, but it's pushing up against something that is within 
you. And when it does, that thing goes to work against it to stand you back up and to make you ready for whatever comes next. I'm here to tell you this morning, it's a matter of design. It's a matter of design. God already has gone before the enemy. He made you perfect. He made you complete. And he filled you this morning with some material to protect you and he promised to forever keep you. That's why when you belong to him, you can rejoice when the enemy comes in like a flood because the Spirit of the Lord is going to raise up a standard against him. It's by design that Isaiah 54 and 17 is your promise that no weapon formed against thee shall prosper. And I'll do you one better. Every tongue, every liar, every backbiter, every complainer, every person that would come against you, oh, he's going to condemn. Why? Because this is the heritage of those that serve the Lord. It's by design. David said, the Lord upholdeth all that fall and raiseth up all those that be bowed down. You might be all the way down today or you might just be bent over from the latest gut punch. But I'm come to preach to you this morning by design. There's something in you that if you can muster up the faith this morning. It'll stand you back up. It'll put you back upright. When the enemy takes his best shot, there's something in you by design that's going to pick you up and carry you through. Would you stand with me this morning? Does anybody believe that today? Does anybody know? Has anybody trusted? Has anybody proven that God is faithful to you in this place today? Come on, somebody. You ought to give him praise today that you weren't designed to be a loser, but you were designed to be a winner. You were designed to get up. You were designed to survive. We fall down. We get up. See, you walked in here today with your problems, and you thought we all were perfect. No. Hit it, bro. Hit it. That's it. Some of you ought to come up here and take your turn at it. Some of you that's been going through it ought to come up here and knock this thing around a little bit. And I know it's an illustration, and I know it might seem maybe even a little simple today, but I'm telling you, it's by design. There's something built in you. You're an overcomer. You're more than a conqueror today. And if you could get this in your spirit, you'll never stay down. Because we all were there at one time. But a saint is just a sinner who fell down then got up. Anybody ever had to lean on them and trust them today? Come on, why don't we leave by the way of the altar today? Just make your way down here to the front today. Come on, somebody. Somebody that may not have the courage today to step out. Somebody that may not have the courage today to say, I know what you're preaching, preacher. 
Come on, if you've been through some things, why don't you catch somebody by the hand today? Why don't you speak faith to them? Why don't you let them know that they were designed to get up today? Come on, we all fall down, but the difference is we get up. The scripture said a just man falleth seven times, but he gets back up again. The old Jewish scribes used to teach that righteousness wasn't in, in anything other than the fact that the fall didn't get them. Come on, somebody. We're winners today by design. Sing a little bit. Let's worship the Lord.